0: This is the Mark Stucheski podcast. Krista Molion is a marketing strategist and business coach who built an eight figure VR agency before selling her shares. Now she teaches professionals how to build profitable online businesses via coaching courses and consulting, whether as a side business or all in. And I want to tell you, I met Krista on LinkedIn, and I've been chasing her down since March of 2021. And here she is. Krista, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. I'm really happy that we finally made this work. It was a little delayed due to COVID, but better late than never.
0: Now, you're an American, but you don't live in America. Tell us about that.
1: So I'm actually half French, half American. My mom is American, my dad was French. And so I grew up, I was born in USA, but I grew up a little bit all over the world. I lived in Germany. I married a Russian. um, So I speak fluent German and Russian. And I've lived here in France. So I'm currently in France. I've lived in some cool places like Madagascar and um, Reunion Island, which is in the Indian Ocean. So, I really consider myself an international citizen. My kids are also multilingual. uh, So, I really just, I love, I love that my parents gave me that gift. Um, But yeah, I'm currently in France. And yes, there are a lot of cultural differences with work, with uh, society, especially the attitude toward work is very, very different. And I like to think that I've grown up in these two cultures. So, I'm able to kind of merge the best of both worlds.
0: I'm always so envious of someone who speaks more than one language. I am desperately trying to learn French. Uh, Some people say, Mark, learn English first, but I am so amazed that people like yourself speak multiple languages, so good on you.
1: Well, thank you. In Europe, I think it's a lot more common because in school it's required to take English now from very early age. They start at three years old learning English and, you know, from age three all the way through graduation, you learn English. Uh, you may do even an exchange year. A lot of European kids like to go over to United States or England or even Australia. And in fourth grade, you start a second language, and then you have that language as well until you graduate. So by the time you graduate, you're very familiar with at least three languages,
0: Wow. That's utterly amazing. Now, this is not a language podcast. We're going to jump right (laughs) into something you are really passionate about. We started talking about this in before we hit record. And eventually I said, Crystal, let's stop talking. Let's hit record because she was giving a lot of gold, which I didn't record. So let's talk about some time management. And one thing I really want you to start with, please, is how you color code emails and how you use rules to send different newsletters to different, uh, I guess, folders or inboxes. I, I've never heard of this before. You think Mr. Productivity would have heard of all the Productivity things out there. I, I haven't. There's billions of them out there. So tell us what you were talking about when you mentioned that to me.
1: Yeah, so I I was raised by a control freak. My mom was very organized. You know, she has a PhD. <laughs> she speaks more languages than me. And so she taught me some amazing habits. Then I went to Germany, did all my studies in Germany, worked for a few years for Mercedes-Benz. And the German work culture. Just doubled that feeling of being super organized. So between my upbringing with my mom and then living in Germany, I gained just this idea that organization is the is the key to everything. And I think that when you have two people who have similar intelligence, but one is more organized, they're always going to win. Uh, so being prepared, being organized, managing your time. It all ties back into productivity and very, so one of the, the tricks I was talking about earlier, a lot of this stuff is just like common sense, obvious to me, but the more I coach people, the more I realized that no, they don't do these things. Um, one of the biggest killers is your inbox. When people ask me, what are the biggest time wasters at work, mm-hmm. especially in a traditional corporate environment? I would say, oh, Sorry about that. I think that was me, but I don't know how to turn it off. Um, I would say email is, well, speak of of the devil, right? I'm sorry, but that was exactly what what just happened is a ding, (laughs) even though my email is not open. Um, So some of us get actually completely controlled by email. And I have a lot of tips about email and I write about them. So I'll definitely share with you some of the articles I've written. But one of the basic tips is how how you direct the traffic in your inbox. So you basically have three different options. You have your inbox, which could be a total junkyard if you let it. Then you can create folders to organize things. And then you have the third thing, which is junk mail. What I like to do is set up filters and rules immediately Um, And you can do this both in Gmail and Outlook and also Yahoo Mail. I mean, every mail provider will, will allow you to create rules. And what that means is when I want to get email from somebody, I will immediately right click on their name, or there's maybe three dots by their name, depending on what email provider you're using, and click Add to Contacts. And it will open a little pop-up window and it will say, you know, here's their email. Would you like to add their first and last name? Sometimes it will auto-populate those and you have to kind of correct it if it's messed up. And then you save that. So that's the very, very first thing so that you never miss an email from somebody who you want to get email from. Uh, And then what I do is I, the next step is I set up a rule and I say, every time Mark emails me, send it to this folder. And I create a folder with your name. And while I'm creating the folder, there's an option to add a color. And I personally am very visual. I I have a bunch of highlighters right next to me as we're speaking. So I, when I'm writing things, I like to use highlighters. I like to use sticky notes with different colors. Um, I use online tools that help me highlight things. And so you know for me having that visual cue is very helpful and then in my inbox i know that the only things that are coming there are either going to go mostly into my junk folder which luckily more and more the email providers are helping with so like gmail now there's um there's a tool that you can install called boomerang and boomerang will really help you manage your inbox and send more spam to the right folder directly so you don't even have to deal with the spam it doesn't even hit your inbox once in a while i do check it though because you know just just for safe measure you should always check your junk mail um Mm -hmm. but it's very accurate i mean artificial intelligence is automation i live and die by that stuff so and it's getting more and more accurate so so that's number one is my email is very organized. If you just look at one of my email, um, inboxes, you'll be, you'll see what I mean. And then I also set up lists. So if somebody is part of a group, let's say that I, I have a community and I will create a group for that community and I'll manually drag all their names, um, into that and I'll create a list and I'll say, you know, entrepreneurs community, Um, And then when I want to email them, all I have to do is click that. I type in the first three letters, it populates, and then all those people get an email, you know? Um, So those are just some little tips. But I think it goes deeper than just having a clean inbox. I believe that people spend way too much time in their inbox in general. I never check email in the morning, ever. Mm -hmm. And I make a point of that because whatever is going to come into my inbox is going to take away my attention. And I don't have that time because my mornings are reserved for number one, my personal routine, which is essential to my well-being, which is essential to me not burning out and being more creative. And then the rest of my morning is dedicated to my creative tasks. And I actually have themes per day. So I'll have a day when this is my podcast day then i'll have another day this is my blog day then i have a third day this is my book day and you know this works for me some people are saying oh you should write every day or you should post on social media every day if you want your account to grow i disagree i actually batch produce everything because if i'm in like today i know it's my podcast day i've got everything set up it's quiet i'm i'm ready to roll It's easier for me to record three episodes back to back with little breaks um, and then move all of that to my editing folder than to jump back and forth because studies have shown that multitasking kills your productivity. So instead of jumping back and forth between multiple different tasks Mm -hmm. during the day, I'd rather say for the next three hours, I'm going to record three podcasts, then I'm going to move them all to editing and that's it. Thursday is done, right? Right. Then there's lunch, and then the afternoon. I check email. I check email. I uh, have my posts scheduled. I have my emails scheduled. I use a lot of automation tools. Um, so it's interesting because I've I've always wondered why would anyone ever need a VA. And believe me, I've I've run teams. I've had a big company, and I actually needed to have a coordinator, an assistant, various people helping but I will never understand why someone would say, Oh, a VA is needed to manage your emails and your calendar because automation tools can do all of that for you. I can understand hiring someone to do social media Mm -hmm. or someone to do graphic design or someone to do editing. So very specific tasks, but I don't understand um, why people think that a VA is someone to do those tasks when really it's all about you getting better organized
0: how would you like to get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free? Well, you can. All you have to do is go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com to get my, well, top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Well, you've said a lot there. I want to unpack it just for a few minutes because I get asked the question a lot like, Mark, how do you do? How do you do email? And I'm like, well, you'd be surprised if I open my inbox and there's 12 emails in there. That's a bad day for me. And the reason why is I am very militant when it comes to my inbox. Now, if you are a solopreneur or an entrepreneur listening to this conversation with Krista, you need to understand something. If you have an email address that's info at your domain or sales at your domain or president or VP, everybody knows that. And that's how the spammers are sending you so much spam. My email address is fairly unique. It's not my first name, not my first name, not my last name at my my URL. And that alone cuts down a lot. The other thing is. Stop subscribing to email newsletters that you're not going to read. If you are going to subscribe to an email newsletter like Chris does, make sure you're going to read it. We don't get a bonus prize if you sign up for our email newsletter. No, no one comes and gives us a plaque or something like that. We are in business to help you. And I I see a lot of people's because on Zoom calls on the coaching calls they'll share their inbox with me, and I have heart palpitations. I'm like, what is all this email? And it's, there's no organization. There's like thousands of unread emails. I'm like, what is all this? Because you cannot be productive when your inbox is utter chaos and you've given us some solid strategies. Now, listener, it it didn't take you overnight to get in this trouble and you're not going to get over it overnight because what Krista said before we started talking on the podcast today is really important. It's all about discipline. If you lack the discipline then there's no sense doing the color coding and the rules because you haven't fixed the issue. Am I, am I on track on that, Krista?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, for your productivity and your sanity schedule times when you check your email. So so someone listening might say, well, I could never not check my email in the morning. Well, if you're going to do it at least make sure that you've taken care of the important stuff before you sit down on your computer So a lot of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs grab their phones immediately when they wake up and either check social media or check their Mm -hmm. inboxes. And that is a killer for the rest of your day because whatever you're consuming there is going to be in your head. The morning hours are so important for your productivity, for your creativity, for your energy levels. So there's a book I recommend called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And I actually have done this with my uh, mm-hmm. with my team, with my creatives, is to do a Miracle Morning challenge, where every morning um, we practice the what he calls savers. It's an acronym, um, and so you know, check out that book. But if you do, you'll you'll probably take your mornings a little bit more serious and dedicate it to planning out your day. Another thing I really love to do in the morning is Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner. And I'm not I'm not dropping names because I'm affiliated with any of these people. I'm just giving you some gold because I'm an avid learner. I'm an avid reader. And I like to learn from people who have succeeded because, as Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. So Michael Hyatt has made a mm-hmm. huge success in his career. I listen to him. Hal Elrod, his book is always on the bestseller list. So I listen to him, you know, Um, and the full focus planner, there's a strategy called the big threes. And the idea is that Mm -hmm. every day you should write down the three things that you need to get done today. And not many people actually feel they can limit it because, well, what do we do? Just like with our email inboxes, our brain looks a little bit like our inbox, right? There's always a thousand and one things that we plan on doing today. (laughs) But less is more, my friends. You know, I I teach a a course for goal setting and I reverse engineer everything. So we start with your big life goals. So I say, create a vision board. Tell me how do you want your life to look? And if you have a partner, sit down with them and share some of these ideas and design it together, design your life, right? Uh, Like this is how I think I'm excited when I think of this. It's different, it's new, but it very much makes me feel younger and alive and motivated. And that's going to be what you're aiming for. You know, that's the big dream. That's what we want to end up. So remember, you have to have a GPS, like we're, we're, where do you want to end up? And then you reverse engineer that into your your monthly goals. And I work with my clients, I'm a business coach, where I set up the monthly financial goals. And we say, okay, here's the number that is realistic based on where we're at. And let's reverse engineer that and let's figure out what do we need to do to get to that number? How many courses do we need to sell? How many uh, high-end coaching packages do we need to sell? Uh, Whatever your income streams are, which you should have at least three, you can plug in the numbers. And I have a spreadsheet. um, And I have a video on my YouTube channel called the multiple revenue, um, multiple streams of revenue, where I actually give that as a freebie. It's a downloadable Excel sheet that you can fill in and you can plug in some numbers and play around with it so see how i reverse engineer everything and once you know your numbers believe me you're not going to be procrastinating you're not going to be distracted because you're you're going to have that number in your head you're like <laughs> i need to hit those numbers and that's where we mm. we we dive deeper into the daily 3 so how am i going to how am i working towards meeting my my monthly income goal right now you know every single day counts um So you see how I plan everything out? So everything is very organized for me and for my clients. And it takes out the stress. It takes out the guessing. And one thing it really cuts out is all the time wasting. When you start operating like this on a higher level, suddenly you don't have time to waste online, looking at your competitors for hours, you know, hanging out online. No, that's over because we have work to do it's like an athlete you're Mm -hmm. training you're you're like i gotta you know an athlete doesn't say oh i just trained really really hard i'm just gonna give it all up today and have a huge x x uh, l pizza you know no because in their head it's like i would never do that i worked so hard to get this far right uh and that's the that's the same idea it's like if you have that number in your head and that number ties into a big life goal and maybe if you're married your partner is kind of counting on you you, you know you've told her or him and you guys have designed this idea together um and you have to set deadlines you know uh the, there's a saying um a dream is a uh, wait a goal is a dream with a deadline so you know so if you're just wishful thinking, it won't work.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, you you dropped a couple names. I want to drop one. I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone, as we've talked about on LinkedIn. Not that people listening know that we had this conversation, but I'm a big fan of his 10X planner. Now I've used probably about nine or 10 planners in the course of my life. Um, I really like his because one of the things he focused, he forced you to do is write out your targets for the day. Now these are not your goals. That's a separate section. What are you going to do today? And you made a very good point. A lot of people wake up, they grab their phones, they have no plan for the day. Well, if you don't have a plan, what are you going to work on? And I think it's not so much the planner, it's are you going to have a plan for your day? And a lot of people I coach, they have no plan. They're like, what am I supposed to do? And like, I don't know, what are your goals? And like you mentioned reverse engineering because you can't come up with goals if you don't have a dream, a a big goal you're going to because you have to take that big goal and reverse engineer it. A lot of people think it's a lot of work. It's not a lot of work. It's discipline. We mentioned discipline a couple of times in the podcast. It takes discipline. All you're giving us here on the show, Krista, is gold. It's all simple gold. But if you lack the discipline to implement the strategies you're giving us, well, then they're just words on a podcast. It, the goal is when you actually implement what you said. Absolutely. And
1: I want to say that discipline is an interesting an interesting topic because I believe, honestly, that if you have those clear goals in your mind, you can visualize them. You can see this big life goal, how you want to live. It becomes real your subconscious brain actually changes. You can rewrite your future. So in because we are living to a large extent in our subconscious mind. And I w- I've worked with a coach who does tapping, which is a interesting brain game in a way. And, it's a form of therapy like NLP. You've heard of that probably. Um, So it's very similar. You've probably heard also of manifestation, law of attraction. So there's all these things we can do meditation even to reprogram your brain to see your future in a different way. And if you don't do that, Even if your conscious mind is saying, okay, we got to do this because I'm trying to meet my income goals or I'm trying to build my business and get clients, your subconscious mind isn't agreeing with that yet. You have to go into your subconscious mind and tell it that this is the new plan because we are creatures of habit. So I would go past discipline and I would go deeper and I would say, rewire your brain set a new GPS destination, daily repetition of your mantras and inner work, whether that's meditation or journaling, or really listening to motivational, uh, inspiring things that give you the courage to change what you're going to do in your future. Because your brain needs to be on board, your whole brain, not just your conscious brain, you can be as disciplined as possible. But if your belief system is still thinking, well, you know, I'm unemployed failure, or, you know, I've never ever had that kind of money. So your your subconscious brain is not agreeing with these big plans of yours until you go in and tell it, nope, we're going this direction. And then once you do that, it's all about routine. So before you even get into discipline, Uh it's all about repeating the same thing every day to yourself. Okay. Routine. You know, all the athletes who've won gold medals, they had to get up every single day and do boring things. And no one talks about that. We glorify the end Mm -hmm. result. But did you, did you look deeper and say, yeah, they won gold medal, but for about 15 years they didn't go out at night. Uh, they they sacrificed a lot of their social lives. You know what I'm saying? They they trained very hard. So is it discipline? Yeah, but it's also the habit. At a point, I want you to get into autopilot mode, like like an athlete. So you don't you don't think about brushing your teeth, do you? It's not like oh, I need to be disciplined and brush my teeth. Success comes from habits. So at first we think it's discipline. But honestly, I think it's just a habit. Because if I know that every day, this is my routine, this is what I'm like, what are you supposed to be doing at 10am on a Tuesday? And if you have no clue, then it's not just discipline the problem. It's your, your, you have no schedule, you have no plan. Um, So I like Grand Carton's Planner as well. I think the bottom line is get a planner, whatever one works for you. Check out the one I mentioned, yeah. check out the grant and figure out maybe at a certain time in your life, one or the other will appeal to you more. So pick the one that your soul is telling you. That's the one mm-hmm. I want. That That is the one I can fill out every day. I feel on board with it, you know, but do it. 100%.
0: Yes, and uh we did hear your daughter wanted to make a presence on the show, so we ah. got to hear her voice in the background. That's currently, you know, that's what the magic of the podcast is. This is my show. I don't edit this stuff out because it's life. You've got a little one there. Life happens. No worries. So before we wrap up the show today, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us something, and the answer to me may be nothing, but is there something on your heart that you didn't get a chance to share. Cause you gave us a lot. I mean, we only been talking for 25 minutes. You gave us so much on this, on this episode, but I want to make sure that we didn't leave anything uncovered. So is there something on your heart that you wanted to share with us that you didn't have an opportunity to do yet?
1: Yeah. So the biggest reason I see entrepreneurs fail is that they give up. So if you want something badly yeah. enough, And you're sure that this is the goal you want to pursue. I mean, sleep on it, pray on it, speak with your spouse, be really sure before you start something. And it's okay to pivot if if it turns out that's not what you really wanted. But that's usually not the real problem. The real problem is it's going to be harder than you thought it would be. It's going to take longer than you thought it would be. You're going to need to have a support system and you're going to have to invest in yourself Even before you have the money, so it's gonna feel scary. You're gonna have to come up with money to invest in your business before your business is making money. So it's the chicken and the egg. A lot of people say, well, I'm gonna wait until I actually get clients and then I'll hire a coach, I'll build a website. Uh uh, doesn't work that way. Of course, you have to find somebody, you have to find resources that you can afford, right? Uh, There's a there's a coach at every level, there's a website for every budget. But the point is, it is a misconception to think that you don't need those things you do. Uh So be prepared. I want people to be better prepared of what they're actually going into and what to expect because social media is distorting the reality by only showing you the clickbait, you know, I made $300,000 mm-hmm. this month. And this is actually a technique because I'm a marketer. This is a technique that someone is going to fall for it. I have actually seen this. I had a guy I consulted with who who said, uh, you know, I'm broke. I'm living with my mom in an apartment. I'm watching Gary Vee's videos every day. I really want to make money. I'm trying to teach myself advertising, like Facebook ads, stuff like that. Well, he ended up hiring a coach. And a month later, he posted on social media, I just bought my mom an apartment and I bought myself a new car. And he had some photos with this post. I reached out to him and I said, are you kidding me? One month ago? You know, wow, this is amazing. And you know what his answer was? It's not true. It's my coach that told me that that's how you make money. You have to show people that you have money even though it's not true. And then they will be oh, they will have Lord. they will have desire, they will have FOMO. So they will start hiring you. So uh, so it's total clickbait. And he said, "I didn't buy a new car. My mom didn't get a new apartment. I'm still living in my mom's basement." You know, I mean seriously, this was the real conversation. <sighs> and luckily this guy was honest with me, you know, he knew me, and he's a young guy. Um, and what do I say to that? So I want your listeners to know that there's a lot of dishonesty out there. It does not happen overnight. You have to work Mm -hmm. really, really hard. Just like an athlete, they worked years and years and years to make it. Your goal is to figure out, are you working for the right thing? Is it really what you want? Are you willing to give it your all? And then what are you going to do while you're building your dream to live on? Like, how are you going to, and that's something I think it's fake Mm. that in one month you're going to have millions of dollars. No, don't give up your day job. My friends find a source of income to hold you over. So you won't be anxious about money because that's going to kill your energy. That's going to kill your productivity and your creativity and stress you. All right.
0: That is so, that is so much gold right there. Um, I, I will just add this a little bit before we wrap up that my whole entire platform is on Kajabi, my website, my blog, my membership, my courses, but I didn't start on Kajabi. Okay, I started on a free WordPress website and I worked my way up. People think if I get a Kajabi or if I get ClickFunnels or whatever the case may be, that's the magic bullet. No, it's not the magic bullet. You have to work your way into these products and a lot of stuff you can get your message out with free or very low cost, like the point you made. I think a lot of people are looking for the magic tool. There is no magic tool or app or product that's going to all of a sudden make you a a, a hecta millionaire. It's going to take work and it's going to take time and you have to be patient. So I want to thank you for sharing that with us. Did you want to comment on anything I just said before I wrap up?
1: Yeah, I know. I just second everything you said. And I would say that before you invest in a course, that's another mistake that people make. First, work one-on-one with people. Spend as Mm -hmm. much time as you can with people who you think are your target audience. And you can actually... Prepare something for free. You can say, "I'd like to do a free six-week masterclass for you. Once a week, we meet, and I'm going to teach you these steps. Um, whatever your specialty is, and get those people to say yes. And then pick their brain, ask them amazing questions, find out is it working for them? Did these tips help you? At the end, at least you'll have a testimonial if you're good from a few people, and." That's going to help you later on to build the right type of course, because I see too many people going straight for Kajabi straight for these fancy tools, usually even paying someone, not only paying for the tools, which are expensive, but paying someone because they realize that it's over their head. Technically they need help. I'm not like that. I'm very technical. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't. So they hire someone. They're like, Oh, I can build your course. You know, I'm an instructional designer, I'm a copywriter. I'll do it all for you. Pay pay. You know, $3,000, $5,000. And guess what happens? No one buys the course because they didn't take the time up front to work one-on-one for free for their target audience to validate their ideas, to validate their pain points. So that's all I wanted to add, but it's so important. Save yourself the effort, the sweat, the, the tears. I I coach so many people who have dead courses who they, and they did pay like up to $5,000. They have beautiful courses, not a single sale. All right. And the reason is they just, they realized after they built the course that they don't know their audience well enough. So what you think your audience needs is not what they need. Figure out what they want and then sell them what they need.
0: You know, I'll give you a little story for that. Uh, Last year in 2021, I created something called the Digital Productivity Coaching Program. And I had this great vision out there of what people wanted, but it wasn't true. I created something that I thought was cool, a big mistake. And the more I talked to clients who came to me and enrolled in the program, they said, well, we actually want this. What they wanted was live training with me every month. And so I took that. And I said, okay, this is kind of an imperfect product. Let me mold it, mold it. And I would ask their feedback, mold it, mold it. Now what it's become, it's a membership program, but you get live training every month. This is what they wanted. I wish I could go back a year ago and 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 did what you suggested and ask people, what do you want? Because I would have probably been much further along than I am with the course as it is now. But you know what? I did learn the lesson. I did learn the mistake I made then. And that's the important thing. When you make a mistake, make sure you learn from it. Don't just go on, learn from it. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people go to find out more about you? Because you gave us so much information on this brief, you know, just over half hour conversation. I know people are going to want to know more about you. So where can we go to find out about that?
1: Yes, absolutely Mark. Thank you so much. Are you the main place you should go is christomoleon.com. You'll find my blog, my podcast, my courses, my one-on-one coaching application. I run several programs, so everything is up there on my website. One-stop shop.
0: Love it. Well, Christa, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you, Mark.
0: And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age